0: You're listening to episode 45 of Chat About Children with Sonia Bestelich. Let's
1: chat. Discover children at a whole new level. Be empowered to grow with the children in your life. Welcome to Chat About Children
0: with Sonia Bestelich. Hi there and welcome to Chat About Children where we chat about all things children and empower you to grow with the children in your life. Today's episode is a lovely episode. I'm chatting about fatherhood, Kids and Connection. And it is certainly an episode where, as you'll very quickly find out, it's very much a celebration of fatherhood. I speak with Luke Benedictus, and he's the author of The Fatherhood Inspiration for the New Dad Generation. Today's chat is very much about celebrating the evolution of dad life. And there's certainly been a lot of changes in fatherhood and in dad life in recent years. Luke does share his own personal fatherhood journey with us, and he also relays his experiences entering the dad world and his commitment to find ways to connect with his sons. Within his early travels of fatherhood, he was also inspired to introduce new ways to create community and communication across fathers from all over the world. So no doubt you will find a lot of value in what Luke shares with us today. As I mentioned earlier, Luke does celebrate and embrace fatherhood in a positive healthy way. And this does allow space for more meaningful relationships within the whole family dynamic. So let's get the chat started with Luke. Luke Benedictus is the co-founder of The Fatherhood, a website that offers a support, advice and inspiration for dads. Last year, they released their first book, The Fatherhood Inspiration for the New Dad Generation, designed to celebrate the evolution of dad life. A lifelong journalist, Luke was previously the editor of Men's Health magazine, and his career in journalism has included roles at a variety of magazines, newspapers, and websites in London, Paris, and Australia. Having grown up in England, Luke moved to Australia in 2002, where he now lives with his wife and two young sons. Welcome to Chat About Children, Luke. Thank you very
1: much. Thanks for having me. (laughs)
0: Luke, tell me, how old are your two young sons?
1: So my eldest Joe, he is three years old and my youngest one, Mark, he will be two next month. So I think it's the only thing I've done efficiently in my whole life is having like kids like <laughs> in sort of quick succession. But yeah. Yep. That's where it happened. <laughs>
0: Look, you're talking to someone who completely understands that. I just went that one extra step and had a third. But yeah, I
1: know you completely outdi me, Sonia. Yeah, (laughs)
0: it's not about that. But I understand the efficiency side of it, and it's a bit of a whirlwind, though, isn't it? It's a bit of a whirlwind. But I'd love for you to start by sharing with us a little bit about you know you and your fatherhood journey, because a lot of what we want to chat about today, as you know, Luke, is you know dads and fathers connecting with kids. But help us understand. You and your fatherhood journey to start? Sure,
1: oh, sure. So, I mean, what happened for me is I had kids quite late. I had my first one when I was 40. And with my now wife, I guess the received wisdom is women at a certain age are sort of desperate to have kids. I actually had to do a bit of convincing. I'd always assumed I'd become a dad. And I've had to say to her, look, you know, everyone talks about you know, children, it's such a rich, multifaceted experience that if we don't give it a go, I feel like there'd always be a question mark in our minds about whether we've missed out on something here. So, you know, eventually I persuaded her, we had a crack in it and we are very lucky in that she got pregnant pretty quickly yep. and then accidentally got pregnant again very quickly. And I guess what was really interesting for me is I, I, at the time I was working as a magazine editor in Sydney and I wasn't prepared for how much my life would change. You know, having kids, it changed my attitude towards work. It changed my the fundamentals of my relationship. It changed my whole social life. And what I found was that I started going online to look for resources to, to help other young dads, because let's face it, I'm not exactly the first man in history to suddenly have two sons. Yeah. But what I found was that while there was a mountain of amazing resources out there for mums, there was actually wasn't so much out there for dads. But at the same time, what was happening, I was, I was catching up with two old mates Jeremy and Andrew and we'd catch up they both got three daughters each themselves and we'd catch up for a beer and we'd kind of talk about the the challenges and problems and sort of mini wins that we were having in our dad lives and I found it really helpful and we just thought well look maybe if we could expand this and turn it into a a website maybe other dads would find that helpful too And I guess the thing is that we all have backgrounds in media, so I was a magazine editor. Jeremy, he used to be the general manager at Movember. Andrew used to have a senior role at GQ. So I think that's something really important to point out, Sonia. We're not fatherhood experts by any stretch of the imagination. We're just dads, and we've got media backgrounds. So we created a website, which is www.the-father-hood.com. And that's really just designed to offer kind of support, advice, and inspiration for dads.
0: Yeah. So you saw a gap. You were feeling it personally, to summarize what you're saying, and your mates were too. And you thought, hey, why not set up this website and share and get, I guess, offer support, inspiration, advice. So what happened at that point? Like how did you make it all happen? And what was the feedback like? How was it received?
1: Well, I guess, look, we did see a gap to some extent, but it was more like we needed the we needed the advice and the tip. So we kind of thought if we're talking to all these people, then we can hopefully perhaps some of their those tips will be useful for us as well so how did it happen look basically I guess the main thing is I quit my job and jumped into it with two feet and I guess because what I was finding is my job at the time I was it was a role where you know I'd have to travel quite a lot both interstate and overseas I'd have to be out and about you know sort of maybe three or four nights a week after work and I wanted more sort of flexibility and so I was willing to give this a go. I mean, I think it's also important to point out that, you know, I was working in an industry, is a bit of a melting ice cube at the moment. You know, sadly, that's the nature of sort of print media. So I was also on the lookout for other opportunities. But we put out an announcement that we were launching the website. Within a couple of weeks, we'd got a book deal. And so, I mean, I think what we really found was that there was obviously a real appetite for, material like this to be out there. Yeah. Because all the stats show that dads they're more actively involved in their kids' lives than ever before. But perhaps there hasn't been them sort of material and resources out there to help them in their in their sort of dad journeys.
0: So tell us a little bit about for you, Luke, when mm. your first son was born, how did it change you and how did you feel that you connected or couldn't connect or did connect easily? What was happening at that connection level. What was it like for you personally?
1: Well, I think one of the real challenges for me was that I got two weeks of paternity leave where I worked. And so I did that. And then suddenly I sort of parachuted back into quite a busy job. And I sort of, I wish I'd been able to take more time because I think what happened to me was that suddenly, you know, my wife was at home with the baby 24 seven and suddenly she became kind of more attuned to the baby and better at sort of reading the sort of signals about, you know, when he was upset or whether, when he needed a feed. And so I think what happened in a way was that she kind of became almost like the default, while I really wanted to be involved, she almost became like the default parent. And I was kind of like mum's assistant in those early stages. And, you know, I did what I could to help but That was within the hours of, you know, sort of 6.30 when I got home. And 7.30 when I went to work so I feel like I remember my mum saying to me um, just after my first son was born you know what was it like when you held your son in the arms your arms for the first time and I think the reality for me and I think for a lot of dads is that that connection does take a bit of a while to build up I think that you know the whole pregnancy experience is quite abstract for guys and it takes a little while and so you know it's really important just to kind of put that time in and just keep being there as much as you can because obviously that connection does come pretty quickly, but it's maybe just not quite as immediate for for dads as it is for mums.
0: Yeah. And the dynamic is really different, obviously, for every family and their own individual dynamic and what's happening for the mother and the father. And as you say, it sounds like there was kind of one world that had started going on at home. And you just start kind of getting into it and learning and, hey, there's this new person in your life. And then in some surreal ways, like bang, back to this other world and you go, oh, life's actually continuing over here in this busy spot. But it's changed so much for me. And is it that kind of that two worlds colliding that was kind of happening for you initially?
1: Yeah. And I think there's a thing where you can feel like you're sort of losing on both fronts in a way. You can sort of get to 5.30 and you kind of think, wow, I haven't got my work done here. I'm going to disappoint someone. Am I going to disappoint my boss by not making that deadline or am I going to disappoint my wife by not being home in time for, for bath time? And I think it's something that I think a lot of dads are facing at the moment in that, look, I think in the same way, you know, mums for a long time have had that struggle, that have that balancing act between work and family life. As I said, you know, the stats show dads today are more actively involved in their kids than I was there before. The Pew Research Centre in the US says that, dads now spend three times as many hours each week with their kids as dads did back in the late 60s but at the same time our working hours don't decrease and again it's been stats show that we end up working the same number of hours so something's got to give and I think navigating that is a really interesting process particularly at time when let's face it you know traditional gender roles are dead I think it's up to our generation to find a way to make it work and the solution will be very different for every household and everyone's scenario.
0: So what worked for you? Because it is a big shift in priorities, I've got to well, say, and, and that can yeah. take years for sometimes yeah. for parents to kind of... So for you, help us to understand how you made that shift. How were you making those decisions? And yeah, what was it like?
1: Well, I suppose I took quite drastic action. Possibly it might well turn out between two. I mean, basically... We were living in a sort of a two-bedroom apartment in Elizabeth Bay in Sydney. I quit my job. We moved to the Mornington Peninsula, which is where my wife had more family, and because I wanted to have more flexibility, basically. So I'm running the fatherhood down here. You know, I go into the city three times a week, and I'm sort of freelancing on the side. But we just felt that in order to make it work for us, I needed to have a look at my working situation and and make some pretty drastic changes, but. Yeah, so I feel like the solutions will be very different for each different family. But yeah, I think, to be totally honest, I think I'm quite bad. I am find indecision very stressful. And so I'm much more likely to make sort of a really sort of like big step in one direction or, or another, which is why I make really bad decisions all the time. <laughs> oh,
0: surely not. Surely but. not. So you basically you built in flexibility. That was one of the early things that happened for you on your fatherhood journey. You built flexibility into your day-to-day. Yeah,
1: just so that I could be around, just so that I, I can be with the kids for those hours in the morning or, you know, I'm just able to be there whenever is needed really and I can work around that. I guess they came first to some extent. Yes. It yes. was a reshaping of priorities.
0: Yeah. Oh, totally. And as we say, some people can do that and others can't. And I think essentially it's time. It's making the time to go, well, I'm not going to be, as you said at the start, I may not be socializing as much for this period of time because my time and attention is diverted to getting to know my child. And it's making the time to do that and, you know, temporarily giving up some of the other things or just moving them around a bit to allow that to happen. But I think time is one of the most important things. And you've mentioned the two weeks of parental leave that dads get. And I'm sure that many dads don't feel that that's enough. That's, I guess, an ongoing journey in itself, isn't it? But what are some of the rewards? Share the rewards of making that time, Luke, because as I said, not everyone's in that situation, but you did do it. And what changed once you were able to allow more time to spend with your kids?
1: Well, I suppose, you know, being a dad really in general, or being a parent, of course, it is kind of life turned up to 11 and that you kind of get these incredible highs and these like sort of, you know, crazy lows as well. It's kind of, it's, it's sort of almost, just expands your whole emotional bandwidth. But I mean, I suppose probably one of the most rewarding things for me is that, you know, one of my sons is upset. They cry out for dada just as much as they do for mama. You know, there's not, they don't automatically go for, they don't automatically want their mum. So they kind of, we've just got this relationship where, yeah, my son wakes up in the night, you know, it's often my name on, on his lips. And that's the one thing that really does stand out. But I feel also, I mean, I, I was fortunate in that because I did have kids quite late, I was really ready to be a dad, you know? And, you know, I suppose I'd, you know, I'd had done a bit of traveling. I'd done a bit of this. I'd done a bit of that. I've got a lot of things out of my system. So now I was really prepared to make that my fatherhood's at sort of front and center in my life. I don't know. I think if I'd become... A father 20 years ago, it might have been a different experience for me. So I was just really, really ready for it. But yeah, look, I, mean, I love it. I love being a dad.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. And I'm sure listeners can hear that. And, you know, you're talking, you're kind of going into that zone of reflecting on and thinking about your sons and your boys and what you do. What have you found that has really helped? bond the relationship so there's time but what are you doing with that time because remember you've there's also there's work and there's you know household stuff that needs to get done what do you think you're personally doing to allow quality time not just time because they're two very different things
1: well before i answer that i think actually sort of admitting how much i do love it is it is an important thing in a way because i feel like for most dads when you become a, a parent there's still that narrative where People say, oh, you know, your wife becomes pregnant and, you know, someone will say to you at work, oh, mate, your life's over. Yeah. And I guess that's something we really wanted to do with the father is actually kind of celebrate, celebrate being a dad and kind of, you know, really reflect what a positive, you know, life changing experience it can be in a positive way. I don't know in terms of forging that connection with my sons, you know, what I love is uh, the those baby Bjorn things. Those baby yeah. Bjorn carriers, yep. the the, the boosters. So, like, what I always used to do is when they were smaller, when they first woke up in the morning, just to give my mum a bit Freudian, my wife, <laughs> 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 you know, a bit of a chance to catch up on some well-needed sleep. I'd always take my son and and put him the baby Bjorn, and we'd just go for a walk for an hour and hour and a half, and he'd we'd have a little wander around, and then he'd fall asleep on my chest. And yeah, look, that was. I don't know it was I loved that having them that close to me I feel like maybe that's something to create the connection but look I think ultimately it's just about just being there you know it's just about being there as much as you can and the more time you can spend with your kids the, the better and it, you know, might not always be having the most sort of fulfilling amazing experiences I think it's just sort of familiarity that kind of just strengthens that connection, really. Yeah. It's yeah, not making really the yeah. sound, but
0: yeah. <laughs> Having some presence. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely. And thank you for really highlighting, celebrating fatherhood, because you're right. I think in society, and you'd know better than what I would, but I feel like there's been a little bit of feedback about what is termed, you know, dad's feeling a bit invisible.
1: Well, yeah, there was one interview I did, actually, because i mean that's the other things. Over the last year, I've interviewed like, hundreds of dads, you know, from celebrities to experts to all sorts of people. But one interview that really reflected that was, you know the cartoon Bluey? Yes. I interviewed the creator of that, I don't know, quite a while ago, Joe Brim. When I was interviewing him, I said, look, Joe, most dads in cartoons, you know, whether it's like, sort of Daddy Pig or Homer Simpson, let's face it, they're either kind of, you know, catch potatoes or buffoons. So, but you've created in, in Blue with the character Bandit, you've created this dad who is, he's actively involved, he's competent, he's fun. And I said to him, look, were you trying to make some sort of veiled point about changing gender roles within this character? Was he a sort of symbol of that? And he said, mate, absolutely not. That character is purely observational. That What he reflects is what I see my mates being like as dads, what I see my brothers being like as dads. What he reflects is just what being... A father is like in modern times when you know fatherhood is just much more of an all-in, and I feel like that's a really nice example of how much fatherhood has probably changed. It's not that our fathers did a bad job in any stretch of the imagination; it's they loved us just as much as we love our kids. It's just I feel like our generation has an opportunity to be more involved that they didn't, and that's the big difference. Like it's now we are now socially permitted to have that involvement that the previous generations perhaps didn't have.
0: Yeah, yeah, it has changed, definitely. And even just chatting to my parents and other, you know, parents of that generation, they are constantly saying how different it is. But I've got to say, that can also provide some challenges to some dads when there are different expectations, whether it's societal or cultural, etc. I think, Those stereotypes can potentially still be quite strong. And it can provide maybe some inner conflict continuing with some dads about what they feel like they have to do and maybe what they would like to do. That's just my, you know, but what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I mean, definitely it's something where it's not as though we can ask our our parents, like, you know, how do we figure out my wife's at work? I've got to do, you know, how do we look? In a lot of cases, those issues didn't apply for that to them. So, yeah, like I said, it's kind of. I remember speaking to a guy, Professor Richard Fletcher, who's kind of at the University of Newcastle, who's one of Australia's most foremost experts on fatherhood. He said he reckoned that um, it's the greatest time in history to be a dad because our, our generation of, of, of fathers do have that opportunity to be more involved. But he also said it's a real challenge as well because there's no template. And and so back in the day, you know, being a being a father. The role was, to some extent, confined to that of being the breadwinner and the disciplinarian. Um, but now dads have got the opportunity to be more involved in all, to be more emotionally and actively involved in their kids' lives, and that's amazing. But it's just, it comes back to something I said earlier: how do you make it work when you've still got your day job and all these things flying around? How do you how do you make it work? So but what I think is really exciting about that is that how much can change in the space of just one generation, you know, um, things have already changed a huge amount. Um, I mean, there was a, I remember seeing a stat that in 1982 in, in the UK, 43% of British dads had never changed a nappy. Wow. By, by the year 2000, that was down to just 3%. And now we're 20 years on from then. So it just shows how much things can change. So. I think what's really exciting is, is that yes, yes, we've still got a long way to go in terms of you know parental equality and all these things. But if you look at the general, the general sort of trend, things do seem to be moving in the right direction. And it'll be fascinating to see what happens when my kids become parents, um, because I think things will be very changed, very, very different by then.
0: Oh, absolutely. I completely agree with that one. It will be interesting. It's already <laughs> interesting at a number yeah. of levels, I think, yeah. as to what will be going on in, you know, 10, 20 years. Um, but uh, you know, a lot of what you're saying, it, it's it's linking back to, and it's it's obviously linking back to the birth of the fatherhood website and also, you know, kind of the the book going from there. Tell us a little bit about. I guess a few of the key areas that you cover in the fatherhood book.
1: Yeah, so I guess well, part of it was reflecting that change and how much how much fatherhood has changed in the space of one generation, and how modern dads do now have an opportunity to be involved. But we also really wanted to to celebrate fatherhood. You know, we I think so often the media's presentations of fatherhood are. Are quite negative, you know, the daggy dad who's a bit clueless. But we wanted to kind of celebrate fatherhood and said, actually, you know what? Fatherhood, it's it's the Champions League of manhood. It's a time in your life when you've got to find new levels of patience, of energy, of selflessness. And so we really wanted to celebrate that. So as part of that, we interviewed all sorts of people in the book. So we interviewed parenting experts like sort of Steve Bidolf, who said the rise of the hands on dad is a revolution of of, of the deepest kind. But we also interviewed a bunch of celebrities as well from, you know, David Beckham to Hugh Jackman to Mark Wahlberg. And part of the reason we did that is because I guess we're trying to inspire men to sort of step up and embrace the opportunity that fatherhood offers with with both hands. And so as part of that, we thought, look, if we interview a bunch of really committed dads who are also celebrities who are, I guess, traditionally From a media perspective, a lot of the people that men want to sort read about often turn out to be, you know, sports stars or or movie actors. We thought if we if we showcased some of their experiences, it could also it could also just I get it would be it would be part of that um, move for us to just just to be sorry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, you're. What I'm hearing though, what I'm hearing is it's almost like you've gone okay, you're say celebrity level. And you're but not not to discriminate between the two. It's really just going there's a common thread, you know, and that is fatherhood. We have similar challenges, we have similar rewards through That's so that, true. Is it yeah. that kind of common thread linking. I think that
1: universality is really important. Like so Andrew, one of the other guys in the father, he interviewed Chris Hemsworth and people think, okay, well, Chris Hemsworth, he's got so much money. He's got, probably got au pairs and now he's doing all these things. What's his fatherhood experience got to do with mine? But you know what? Even, even Thor, with all his thunderbolts and, and his lightning, he still lies awake worrying about his kids' screen time. You know, he, he worries about being at home, being away for, for work, for jobs. And I think why I think this is important is that like, I think in general, men are a lot worse at identifying with other men as dads than women are. Huge yes. generalisation, but it's kind of when guys meet up, you know, we're more likely to talk about sport or whatever it might be rather than, than our families. And I think that's a real, a real shame because I feel like the truth is is that a lot of the challenges and issues that we're going through as dads, we end up going through alone, whereas we could be going through them sort of together. And I guess that's why we created the fatherhood website and, and and the book is we just kind of wanted to create, as the name suggests, the fatherhood. We wanted to create a community for dads. So, you know, sometimes we can be a pat on the back saying, you know, oh, mate, you're having a hard day. You'll, you'll be, you know, hopefully tomorrow will be better. And sometimes we can be a shoulder to cry on, but we wanted to create that that community for, for dads.
0: Yeah. You're not alone. It's okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
0: It's it's that kind of message, but it's so simple, yet I think it's so needed, and and that goes for mums and dads. But you know, as you said, there's there is a lot more of that um, readily available, you know, for mothers as opposed to to fathers, which is slowly changing. Um, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on how new dads can be best supported, because I'd imagine there. You mentioned you were ready you know, you're kind of at a stage where you felt ready. I don't know if there's such a thing for kids, but you're probably ready in certain domains. Um, yeah. What about the dads that are expecting their first and I don't know whether they're ready or not ready um, in any in any way, shape or form, but what are your kind of initial initial words of advice or what would you say to someone who's about to be a new dad and might be a bit nervous about the whole thing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think my ultimate piece of advice about fatherhood, really, is uh, to always carry tissues and to to keep your sense of humor. I think that's the bottom line when it comes to to fatherhood in general. But um, I think what um what I wish I'd had as a new dad would have been a resource that spoke to me. I feel like so many uh, so many of the existing resources out there for dads they tend to have the best intentions in the world, but they tend to be you know government run or done by some not-for-profit agencies so they kind of end up being a bit sort of sanitized
0: yeah not human enough
1: yeah Yeah. exactly and I feel like they don't really necessarily hit the mark all the time in terms of when it comes to like delivering you know health information and the real the really important stuff absolutely they they nail it but I just don't think they are quite human enough so I do feel resources like that are needed that are written for dad's by dads, to some extent, because I think also that will lead to dads feeling less alone as well. Because, you know, I mean, it can. It's a very self. It's a very isolating time actually when you are a new, new dad. You know, and the statistics show that everyone knows. I think now that one in five mums suffers from some sort of perinatal depression or anxiety. One in ten dads do too, because you know you do lose your mates when you're when you're a dad. Suddenly, your work, your life becomes just all about work and family and there's not much room for anything else so i think that need for community is actually really really genuinely important and beyond that look i mean this is a a bigger question and not something you can just click your fingers and and make happen but i do think it'll be great to see new dads being able to get more sort of flexibility around their work i know that it's a big issue the whole um parental leave uh conundrum but i mean Again, what is really heartening is that more and more companies are taking really positive steps in that area. And, again, I reckon it will be very different by the time, you know, my kids uh, are having children in whatever it is, 20, (laughs) 20, 30. uh, Let's let's not. We'll worry about that when we come.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) try not to think about that too much. (laughs) But, yeah, and and you're right, things do change and they are changing really quickly. And I think one of the things that I, I like about the fatherhood website is, as you say, it's relatable to dads and it just creates a safe space, you know, and I'm, I'm very much about communication, obviously not just as a speech pathologist, but just generally just communication, because I, I see that as the foundation for connection for our relationships. And, and so that's a safe avenue where I'm hoping dads can find connection and just go, okay. It's okay, I can hear kids in the background. That's totally okay on this podcast. <laughs> no, that's yeah. This is um, a place to have kids in the background.
1: Yeah, um. that's the one of them. I mean no, I, I think that, that's a really important point you touch on. And I suppose that's something else we really want to do is we really wanted to kind of also just champion the diversity of the new fatherhood because the truth is, you know, modern families they don't they don't comply to a one size fits all template. Yeah. So I guess we want to be there for all sorts of dads, you know, single dads, stepdads divorced dads, gay dads, dads from, from dads who are from all walks of life who are just doing it their way and doing it well. So I think that's, again, really important because there are a lot of guys out there who might be divorced, but they're still great dads.
0: Yep, yep, yep. And in all of those uh, kind of different scenarios you just painted, we have that one common word, which is dad, which is what fatherhood brings together so beautifully So, Luke, I'm so grateful. Uh, You've shared so many pearls of wisdom and your own personal fatherhood journey, and you've created wonderful resources that dads can access, you know, website and and a book. And not just dads, by the way, as I I said before we started recording, I feel like it's important for podcast listeners, particularly with this one. There are parents and carers that listen. There are a lot of professionals who work with children. Who listen to this podcast, and it helps a lot to get inside the mind of the dad and what's happening with fatherhood, and just allow that, you know, that broader understanding. You know, particularly you. for people that are working with families so closely.
1: Well, I, th- I think it is really important in that look. We are a website for dads, but when it actually comes comes down to it, we're doing this because we believe that that better dads lead to better families, and we're doing it because we believe that. Until it is unremarkable for men to play an equal role in domestic life, it will remain remarkable for women to have an equal role in the workforce. So we are for dads, but it's kind of it's better dads make for happier relationships, better kids. That's all interconnected
0: all <laughs> yeah we get it we totally get it so i i thank you for all the wonderful work that you are doing and and any final messages that you want to impart before oh. we, we end our chat today
1: no well listen all, all it is really is that you know we'd if, if you like the sound of any of this please do have a look at the website wwwthe father we have a weekly newsletter and uh It's early days for us. We're only a year into it, but we plan to be around for a very long time. So if you know any dads or any dads listening to to this, uh, please check it out.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much for your chat today, Luke.
1: Thank you, Sonia. Thanks very much for having me.
0: A wonderfully heartfelt episode there with Luke Benedictus. And I thank you again, Luke, for sharing your personal experiences and also for setting up the fatherhood website, which is bringing so much benefit to dads all over the world. If you have enjoyed today's episode of Chat About Children, please do share with family, friends and with colleagues. And remember to leave a rating and a review for the podcast as well. If you haven't already done so, check out our website, chataboutchildren.com and subscribe to our newsletter, Keep Up With The Chatter. I thank you so much for your attention today. I celebrate you and look forward to chatting soon.
1: Thanks for joining the Chat About Children
0: with Sonia Vestalich.
1: www.chataboutchildren.com